Hi friendies! So, um, seeing as we've just had the launch of Beverly Hills, I thought I'd do a special podcast just focusing on that episode um, because it's all very exciting to have the ladies back. Beverly Hills and New York are my favourite franchises. I've had a little bit of a slump in in Beverly Hills recently, like the last couple of years, but I still love it. I love LVP. I love Rinna. Uh, it's uh, Erica Jane. I mean, can you even? So I thought, you know, for the intro app, better do something a little bit special. So I'm going to have an individual episode for that. And then next week we'll do, I'll do the Vanderpump or next episode, I'll do the Vanderpump and the New Jersey finales together. So I usually do those two apps together. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for that new Joyzy finale. It feels like it's come around so quickly, which I never say about New Jersey. So that's a testament to the season. I can't wait for the, I was going to say the tell-all. I've been watching way too much 90 Day Fiance. The reunion. Super excited. Actually, I have to say, like, the reunions are all generally my favourite part of the whole season. I get so excited for reunions. So that'll be fun. I know people get pissed off when it's like a three-parter. I live for that shit. I'm like, yes, give me more. (laughs) So you can probably hear I'm still a little bit sick. I caved and got some antibiotics. I was like, fuck this noise. It's been two weeks. I'm still disgusting glob and mess. Um, It's also Valentine's Day and I'm literally surrounded by four cats sick, like huffing cough medicine and Vicks Vaporub and just like alone in my bed. So I think this is a pretty good indication of what the next 40 years of my life will be like. (laughs) So um, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're all miserable and alone like me. And if you're happy, then I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Let's do some Beverly Hills taglines to get in the spirit of it, hey? Okay. Rinna, who is, I mean, I adore her. She's the best. In the game of life, it's Rinna takes all. (laughs) That's pretty good. I love it. Erica Gerardi Jane. Um, Most people talk about their fantasies. I'm living mine. Dorit, the little Dorito. In business and in life, I wear many hats and hairstyles. Little throwback to last season when she changed her hair like every, for every scene. I mean, I don't know if I like that. I was watching those curls that she had piled on top of her head in this intro episode, this premiere. And um, I was looking at it like, I feel like I don't like this, but I have curly hair naturally and I liked, I liked her in the curls, but I didn't like the like up on top of her head 80s style. So I was very torn and I didn't like it in the talking heads interview, but I sort of didn't mind it over lunch. Um, I think I'm the only person who has that opinion, but I just think I was like, well, it's nice to see curls on TV. So I feel like I have to represent it. (laughs) But yeah, no, Dorit, I think she's going to be, um, she's going to be a big player this season. There seems to be a lot of drama surrounding her, 
Um, yeah. What else was I going to say? Um, I can't remember. Let's get on to LVP. Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, what a poor babe. Like you can just see this. The filming came just way too quickly post her brother's suicide. So that was just really, really tragic. And when she mentioned that, um, she, it actually just broke my heart. Um, when she was saying that, you know, they could tell that it wasn't, he didn't really want it to follow through. He didn't want to die, but it, it just, he, you know, it was a cry for help and it went too far. I was like, Oh fuck that. I don't know. Like that was the first time I'd heard that. And it was just like, like I actually feel like that weight in my heart and I don't have never even met this person. I can't imagine I'm a sister to a brother, an older brother as well. And he's like, we're the only two kids in their family. And I just can't even imagine losing him. So I kind of really felt that like that fucking sucks. So her tagline, you can stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, kiss my ass. Is that meant to rhyme? Did I say it wrong? You can stab me in the back, but whilst... I don't know why she's southern. You can stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, kiss my ass. That's a fun one for Lisa. <laughs> it's like the last person in the world who would have a southern accent. She's not even American. Shit, I gotta do this all over again. Um, whenever I do an English accent, a British accent, I have to channel Hermione Granger. You got dirt on your nose right there. Did you know? It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Okay. You can stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, kiss my ass. I guess if you say it British, it kind of works. Can you? I'm sorry if you can hear that rattling in the background. It's one of the many cats. Now that I'm this like old spinster cat lady, I have, um, yeah, there's constantly a cat near me. And this one's just cleaning itself and shaking it so it's rattling its little thing yeah it knows I'm talking about it it's like glaring at me now so I love you baby please don't kill me has like grumpiest little face so cute um Teddy I'm sorry but I just can't with Teddy like move over please step aside her and her creepy husband with the long head I don't know I just don't have I just don't need them and their children fucking slate um, is this the first time we've heard her daughter's name? Slate? What do you mean? That's like a piece of tile that you put in the kitchen because it cleans easily. What are you talking about, Slate? No, I thought Slade was bad enough, but Slate for like a nine-year-old girl? Teddy, come on. You need to look at your life choices, lady. <laughs> okay, so her taggy is, I'm not afraid of hard work, but I'll never do your dirty work. What? Rhyming work with work. Okay. Wow. As a poet, that causes me pain. I identify as a poet now because we started doing poetry a couple weeks ago in my writing class. (laughs) So I'm allowed to call myself a very educational, like intuitive, wearing a beret poet. That's my that's my style. Very pretentious. 
Oh, Denise Richards. I'm excited to have her. I was in two minds about it before she joined, like before I saw her in the episode. But that scene, like, you know, knowing that she's met um, Lisa Rinna before and they have a friendship. She's connected with Kyle. She's met Lisa, I think, once before. All that kind of stuff and the connections with Charlie Sheen. I think it's she's a really good fit. So I'm excited about that. I loved when... <laughs> It killed me when Lisa Rinna had um, the girls over and she's like unpacking the cheese and biscuits and stuff that she'd prepared earlier. And she's like, oh, fuck, the fly was under it. Oh, well, no one's going to be eating anyway. (laughs) It's so true. I just love those like little asides that Lisa has. She's just so... She just like calls it as she sees it. She owns it. She owns it. But, like, the other girls, like, they'd make a whole, you know, song and dance, like, pretending that they would eat and shit. And she's just like, you know what? None of us are going to eat crackers. None of us are going to eat cheese. Let's be honest. Okay, Denise's tagline. My problem with the tabloids? My real life is so much juicier. Ooh, I like my my little Denise attitude. (laughs) I think because I think of her and wild things with Neve Campbell so she has to have that like sex appeal in her voice okay Denise she's so beautiful isn't she oh my god and when they did the flashbacks of her and I don't know what the movie was I can't remember but it was like she was wearing some kind of Tomb Raider outfit I'm like damn bitch you're looking fly I know that was like 20 years ago but she hot okay and then finally Kyle Richards in Beverly Hills, the truth always has a. Hang on. In Beverly Hills, the truth always has a way of. Okay. In Beverly Hills, the truth always has a way of rising to the top. Hmm. Like cream on milk? <laughs> okay. She always has to say that in Beverly Hills. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that relates back to whatever's going on with her and Lisa. So that is basically our taglines for the season. That'll be fun. Um, let's see how that all ties into the season or if it was just for show. To be honest, I never really pay attention to the taglines. My favorite one of all time was Erica James. And I say it all the time to my friend. Um, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. <laughs> so good I just love that one uh I don't I honestly don't think I've heard a better one than that um dm me on insta your favorite taglines if you like and we can have like a little tagline off next week um the insta is at reality tv and me so you can find me there um okay let's get into the app so we open um with a flashback two months prior between Lisa and Kyle arguing. Um, So I guess that's, we didn't really get too much information about that, but I guess that's going to unfold as the season goes on, I guess kind of being the culminating factor of the season and being their kind of true um, storyline. But they were already arguing at the, not the pet store, the Vanderpump, dog center um Kyle seems to be kind of entering this on on edge um 
and not being too sympathetic to what Lisa is going through. I mean, I don't exactly know the timeline, but I think I remember hearing that it was only like five weeks or so um, before her brother passed that they were filming. Um, So, I mean... (laughs) That is super fresh. And, you know, she made mention to Ken, um, Lisa did, in their conversation, you know, that you, she thinks, like, Ken was like, oh, well, you can't grieve forever. And she's like, well, I think you do grieve forever. I think part of you will always grieve forever. And in my experience, like, that's true. You know, like, people always describe it like a wave, you know, like, um, you know, sometimes the waves come and, like, at the start, waves come and go, like, quite quickly crashing into the shore and you feel that pang of sadness and loss and then as time goes on the waves stay out longer and then but then when they come in they crash in and it might be like once a year on a birthday or an anniversary or something but it's still that like quite severe pang so I don't know but everyone experiences grief differently so I guess like that Lisa's just gonna have to find her way of coping I think work is a good idea but you can tell she's fragile and sometimes you know I think she takes on way too much work in general so especially during this period of time like it's a lot oh poor little Lisa I really feel for her and I think it's going to be a difficult season I think we're going to see a lot of tears sort of um reminiscent of of Nini this season it's like just complete overwhelm yeah so I mean when you see someone really crying at at the drop of a hat at anything um any any kind of sniff of tension at all I mean you know that there is something underlying that so for me right now it's much much subtler than you know someone's death but I'm like so sensitive at the moment because I've been so so sick for two weeks and I'm you know when you're tired and everything's just you're in a world of pain so yeah I mean I was like when Lisa was crying I was like ah like bawling my eyes out like oh my god so I mean I feel it and the, the little puppies I'm like they're so beautiful like could not handle it <laughs> So I can't imagine, well, I can imagine um, what she's going through. So it must just be horrible. Anyway, so um, let's move right along. We have, we visit Teddy's new house, which, you know, it looks beautiful. It really does. Like this open plan kind of thing. Um, And they have like the whole front of it is kind of this, this giant window. It, with a was it a balcony I couldn't really tell if it opened you you would be a waste not to have that open out into a balcony it looked gorgeous um but really that and the fact that her daughter's name is Slate um otherwise I really didn't have much to say about that scene you know I'm not a huge Teddy fan she's I am actually really surprised she's back I mean she to me is really boring um I don't know, Dolores brought it this season in New New Jersey and I'm not generally a Dolores fan. I always said the same thing about her, like, what are you doing there? You're really boring. But, you know, sometimes it is useful to have that voice of reason, I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't know, something about her. Just She's not my people. 
she's she's too put together and I like people with a little more I think a little more rough around the edges kind of I'm a I'm a kind of rough gal <laughs> and I like somebody like I, I think that's why I started to like Dolores this season I'm like oh yeah she could stab me all right I respect that and so like you know I like um I like somebody that's got a little fight in them I feel like she doesn't <laughs> I don't know that that's that's probably really rude but I don't know she's not my she's not my people um we go to goat yoga I used to be a yoga instructor for like 10 years and all I can say is this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and I definitely need to do it immediately because those goats are the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. What I don't get about this is they are like baby goats, right? Goatinos, goatini, if you will. Um, and like, what happens to them when they get bigger? Because, I mean, if you think of animals, like you, if you've ever had a, a puppy or a cat, a kitten, they grow up really fast. So maybe this goat stays tiny for like six months and then what? Then it's going to like kick somebody in the head with its giant hoof and they're going to pass out in your yoga class. I mean, people can fall in yoga anyway, standing on one foot. If there's a like little goat running around on my ankles... I'm going to face plant and lose a tooth and then you're going to lose business and it's just all going to end poorly. Although I could use some new veneers. That could be cute. I like want to look like Kyle. She is looking so good. That those new teeth. I mean, maybe it's this, the fact that she's more comfortable smiling now. She looks like she just turned 50. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm 30 and I look like a haggard old bitch compared to her. Ridiculous. I want her face. Oh my God. The other week, you guys, I'm such a fucking creep. I have no filter and no boundaries. If you hadn't noticed, I was like a bit overexcited. So I have bipolar and <laughs> I must've been on like a manic swing or just really excited. Cause it was like Christmas season. And I met some new people, friends of friends. And I was like, this girl, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I can't even telling the story, but I've started now this girl had really nice skin. I'm like, oh my God, I love your skin so much. I want to cut it off and wear it as my own. And thankfully she, I was joking. Like my kind of humor is uncomfortable, like a very uncomfortable kind of sense of humor that is not like boundary pushing in that. I think that I'm actually funny, (laughs) but I like to, you know, I don't know. I just, it just came to me and I didn't have the filter between my mouth and my brain and my mouth before it came out. So I was like, yeah, I want to like silence of the lambs you and cut your face off and wear your skin because, oh my God, you're so pretty. And like, it's a compliment. You're welcome. <laughs> Thankfully, she wasn't just like, um, what the fuck? And ran out. She was like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think she did, you know, sidle a little further cl- toward her boyfriend and away from me because I'm a creep. Who the fuck says that? But in all seriousness, I am going to find out where she lives and steal her face. So now that's on the record. Yeah. Cute. Anyway, I love the names Delilah and Amelia. Amelia is my favorite name of all time. Like, if I ever decided to have kids, which I don't and won't, I would call it Amelia. 
But um, Delilah's anxiety, like, I can so relate to this. Like, you guys know that I'm in London now. I'm from Australia. And I've been traveling here for about four months, planning on staying at least another, like, three to six. Last year, I was living in Italy. But prior to that, like, now I live alone and I travel alone. Prior to that, I literally couldn't do any travel, like, even from my house to the city, which is one train. I couldn't take buses. I couldn't do any of this stuff alone. I was so panicked of getting it wrong and ending up in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't travel overseas unless I was with a boyfriend who planned out every single little route or like with family. I was just completely panicked of like, I don't know, getting it wrong somehow. And like, I always get it wrong now, but I just, cause I've been single and stuff for so long. You're like, well, fuck it. I want to see the world. If I if I don't do it by myself, like obviously at first it's terrifying. Like Amelia would have been so scared moving to New York to the city. Oh, I can't remember where she went. Anyway, away. And sorry, I got sniffles. And um, but then once you do it, you're like, oh, that's really not so bad. And so I can so understand her not wanting to move back home and losing that independence because it's a huge deal once you finally like break through your biggest fears. You're like, oh, okay. Sick. I'm amazing. <laughs> so go you, Delilah. Go you, Glenn Coco. That's awesome. Happy for her. Those girls are just so cute as well. I love them. I love their relationship with Lisa. Okay, so then we have this whole conversation between Lisa and Ken um, about... Um, Jiggy being, (laughs) were they saying Jiggy needs CPR to survive? Like how often, how often are they giving this tiny little dog that looks like a stuffed chihuahua, um, CPR? Is it like every day? Is it, I mean, is it several times a day? Even if it's once a month, it's too often. It's time to go. It's time for Jiggy to go. I'm sorry. I know that it will destroy Ken, but they have 17 different dogs and ponies and fucking swans to fill the void. I just think this is the most ridiculous and kind of cruel thing to keep this, like, like Jiggy has been basically a like corpse they've dragged around for the past five seasons. It's time to go. Let him go. So fucking weird. I had to put my cat on, my little kitten on dialysis once. And they basically told me that it was like $1,500 just to do it once. And they told me that I was going to have to do this. Um, and basically for the rest of her life. And it might be once every six months, but then it would become once a month. And then eventually it become every week until it just was not financially viable anymore because the kidneys were shutting down. And I was like, what do you do? But she ran away to die. You know how cats do that? This is the most depressing podcast. I'm so sorry. But also, it's time to go, Jiggy. And we have Kyle talking to Teddy about being a hypochondriac. I didn't know that Kyle lost both of her parents to cancer. That is rough. Did that happen on the show or was that like a before thing? I don't remember that at all. That is so sad. Um... And respect to Kyle for being such a 
like I don't really like Kyle that much. I never really have kind of I kind of like I enjoy watching her, but I never really kind of connected with her if that makes sense. But I yeah, I I didn't I don't feel like I knew that. That was that felt like new information and it really kind of made me look at her with more respect and um like in in her seeing her strength more and stuff like that's a lot to go through you know because yeah it's not an easy way to lose a parent it's not not that like anything would be but cancer is a pretty rough way to watch somebody go so yeah I thought that was kind of amazing and you know I talked last episode about how I had cancer when I was in my early 20s and I am like this now I am like if I have like a sore shoulder or like uh, like I'm a little bit sick or I can feel some kind of like muscle pain I'm like up. it's cancer. Like you just go, if you've seen, if you've been around that kind of stuff or you've had it yourself, it's like, it is your first, you're like, Oh, I'm dying. Oh, it's gotta be this. Like I convinced myself the other day I I had syphilis and I was going to die. I haven't had sex in way too long to have a venereal disease. (laughs) I was like, like, your mind just goes fucking crazy. I tell myself not to go on Dr. Google. I went on Dr. Google once because I was so sick and I put in my symptoms and it was like, yeah, you need to call triple zero. That's emergency in Australia. Triple zero now and order an ambulance. I like thought I was dead. <laughs> so um, I actually understand where Kyle's coming from, even if we're both psychotic. Um, hang on a second. I need to have a little sipsy of my water. Okay, cute. Mm. Erica. I love Erica Jane so much. Um, I love that she answered the door in a tracksuit and pumps. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just wish I could do that. Because all I ever wear are old yoga pants from back when I actually used to work out and teach yoga. And tracksuits. But I wear, like, grandma runners because I get sore feet. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should just put some heels on with this. And then I'd look like kind of like it's a like it's a thing like I'm trying to do a look but no her tracksuit probably costs like more than my car so I think she can kind of get away with it then we have this weird thing about Dorit getting robbed and losing like all her stuff and her handbags and jewelry and shit and like what is going on with these women getting robbed is it like a an an LA thing I'm so confused because I maybe I'm just it's my sheltered upbringing in growing up in like out back Australia but I like we used to just never lock the doors like anybody could have come in at any time and stolen anything but like they didn't I've never been in a situation where I felt like we've never I've never known anyone to be robbed I don't know, maybe that's just where I grew up, but, you know, Kyle was robbed at her new house, Erica said she was robbed five times, what the fuck, is this a thing that happens a lot, I mean, now that I'm in London, people are more like, oh, you've got to be careful, like, you know, if I put, because I'll put my bag down on a chair or whatever, my phone on the table, they're like, oh, no, you got to watch that, like, is that just shit people say, or do you actually have to be careful, I don't know, I... Maybe I'm just naive. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I was reading a bit online about people thinking that, um, Dorit's 
robbery is some kind of insurance fraud scam. So that would be cute if that came out. That sounds like a fun storyline that we just skimmed over and we'll probably never hear the light of day. But, you know, one to watch, I guess. But we learn that somehow she coped with this by climbing a mountain in Utah. What? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm so confused. I just picture her and her, you know, those like little biker shorts that she's been selling and promoting on Instagram and stuff and like these fucking Gucci sunglasses that cover her whole face and that little visor that we looked up and it cost over $300. The one she wore at the fucking pool party. No. So that just makes me lol. But it reminds me of... (laughs) So my dad was a large man. I mean, think large and then think larger. He was a jolly, a jolly guy. And at, in his mid fifties, he decided to take himself on, is it the Kimono Trail? It's like a walk through Spain. That's a walk that people will train for months to go on this hike along mountains and, you know, rivieras and shit. I actually don't even know, but it's this huge thing. And my dad at 55 and morbidly obese was like, yeah, I'm just going to go for this little hike for a few months. Peace out. Bye. And <laughs> it's so bad. We're all just like me, my brother and my mom, like holding our breath, hoping that, you know, he would make it home. And he did. And we're like, oh my God, he's going like, to have lost so much weight. Not that that's the point, but we want him to be healthy. Right. And He lost a little bit of weight, but he basically looked exactly the same. And I just kind of think of him, like, he kept telling us all these stories about meeting people and doing, like, little walkabouts with them for a while and then ending up in strange country town hostels and drinking beers with the locals and singing with them and shit. I'm like, who are you? This is not my father, but I love it. And I feel like it was this awakening he needed to find this spiritual part of himself and find joy again. And I feel like that's Dorit on this trip. <laughs> I feel like she was like a totally different person, like right in there getting her fingers dirty, like like singing a merry tune with the locals, dancing like barefoot, like um Rose in Titanic and having the time of her life. And she's just got home and she's like back into her, you know, posh lifestyle and she's just forgotten everything she learned. Oh, Dorit. I just, I don't know. She's a, I find her fun to watch as well. She's just so clueless. I love it. We end up in Vanderpump Dogs. Um, and (laughs) Slate. And Teddy arrive, and the first thing this guy, I know they said his name like 15 times, but I just couldn't absorb it. Um, but the guy who works there, who's carrying the, the puppy that Dorit kind of abandoned, um, goes to Slate, this cute little nine-year-old girl of Teddy's. Um, do you want to hand sanitize and hold? And she's, who says that to a nine-year-old? You're holding a dog, like, I mean, is the girl dirtier than the dog? I'm so kidding. Like, I was just like, oh my God, that's actually hilarious. Loved it. It's so, 
LA. Mm, to think that a small child is more grotesque and germy than this gorgeous little puppy. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm still hacking up a lung. So cute. Um, so then we meet the dog that was abandoned by Dorit and we get to see a photo of um, PK with apparently his face was hacked off by this savage mutt and they show like a cult V Larissa size scratch if you're a 90 Day Fiance fan. You know when Larissa was posting all these photos like oh my god he attacked me and all this shit. She has like this she obviously had like a pimple in her cheek that she's just like scratched and popped to make it look really bloody and grotesque on her face as if Colt had been, Colty had been like abusing her and this tiny like trickle of blood. I'm like, um, that's what fucking PK's face looked like. I'm sorry. I'm with, I'm babysitting four fucking cats right now. My arms look like I've been, you know, like self-harming for the last three weeks. It's just cats cat scratches animals puppies they scratch they play they they bite they nip like that's why you got a fucking puppy because your kids you know have something to play with and learn about like rough and tumble and it's not all like the world is ending if you get you know a little scratch but I mean it's Dorit we're talking about so you know off with his head oh yeah so that's like I don't know I found, I was with Kyle on this and I thought Lisa was a little bit, like, way too lax on Dorit. Um, maybe she knows more of the story. I don't know. It seemed really bizarre. Um, I kind of understood why Kyle was upset, even though I think she's twisting something and making it all about her, which, you know, it's Kyle. But, yeah, I did think that, I do think that Lisa is easier on Dorit. I don't know if there's, like, some weird mafia shit going on between her. Lisa and PK and so it's like it's all in the family so you know they all stick together but yeah it was um it was weird I thought it was I thought it was a bit weird um but yeah the dog was super cute I think it was wrong I was still confused about what happened like it sounded like they had a nice home for they thought they had a nice home for the dog but then it it ended up at a shelter. So I guess, does that mean the next family dropped it off at, at this shelter? Cause they also couldn't handle the dog. I'm not sure. I think it looks like that's going to be a big topic for the season. So it's all going to kind of come out, which I am here for. I love that kind of like, I obviously I'm a massive animal lover. Um, but I think that's going to be interesting because the stakes are high. Then we have Lisa's lunch with the gals. Um, we meet Denise Richards. Oh my God, Lisa made me laugh so much when she's like saying that Denise is going to fit in so well. She's like, Denise is a seasoned old bitch just like I am. Oh my God, I fucking died. I was like, yes, it's going to be so good. <laughs> oh, sorry, I need a cough. <coughs> <coughs> Exqueeze. Um, I'll try and edit them all out, but sometimes I miss them. I'm really excited about learning more about the Charlie Sheen of it all because I find him fascinating. I think he's 
like wild and sexy and badass and dangerous and I think he's very sad and I'm I just I I think he's exciting um and even though he's just gonna be like you know topic of conversation I very highly doubt he's gonna appear on the show I like that he is in the ether and then Lisa's like talking about a scene that they did together and she's like yeah did you know he was licking my toes during that scene I was like, oh, that's so gross. And they showed it. And I love Charlie, but I could have lived the rest of my days very happily, never having seen that. (laughs) Nasty. Yeah, so then we have that lunch between Dorit and PK and um, Lisa and Ken. And we have them talking more about the dog and stuff. And, I mean, I thought Lisa was pretty chill about that whole situation considering and she was kind of in my opinion she was kind of just giving Dorit the heads up about you know what the other girls might um say or who knows and what people think and what the conversation is at the Vanderpump Dogs and stuff like that and I thought that was actually you know what she should have done like the respectful thing to do but Dorit's face honestly I've never seen her, she rem- had gave me um Jennifer from New Jersey vibes. Like her eyes, well, she had like the devil in her eyes. She was like, "What the fuck?" Like she was pissed. So yeah, I think there is some like underlying shit there that's gonna overflow, and I am excited about it. Oh, we briefly get to see the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, and it's not enough. It's never enough. I just, like, I love this, I love any glimpse I can get of her. I want more Camille as well. Those two are fucking crazy bitches, and I'm here all day for it. So, yeah, we're at the barbecue for Kyle. Um, She's sort of, like, getting ready and shit. They show a photo randomly, I can't remember why, of, um, <laughs> of Kyle back in the day and anytime I see an old photo of Kyle the first thing I think of is that her eyebrows Kyle's old eyebrows remind me of Teresa's old hairline am I right it's like there's too low and there's too much I cannot see those brows without seeing Trey <laughs> it's so weird next time take it in or google a picture of old school Kyle put it next to a photo of Teresa and her hairline and I swear to god it's gonna be like looking in the mirror I don't know if that analogy makes sense just take the two photos make them look at each other and then it will be like looking in the mirror (laughs) oh my god I'm still way too sick to be able to use brain use brain well yes Okay, so um, I would like to acquire more information about, and why was this skipped over? Um, Charlie Sheen and Lisa's cars were stolen and driven off a cliff? What? Why was that just a passing conversation? That sounds amazing, and I want all the information possible on that. What the fuck? I want, like, a a lifetime movie on that. <laughs> so weird oh and then we have bloody um 
Teddy, of course, putting her fit, foot in it, saying, winning! Oh, and everyone's just like, girl, orky mo mo's. But it was quite funny as well. And everyone just, and everyone was just like, ooh, can we laugh at this? And then we just like burst into laughter. So it was cute. Uh, I guess I just want to end on the fact that <laughs> Rina and Erica sitting and enjoying a hot dog, enjoying in inverted commas, because they're eating it. This like American style Frankfurter hot dog. They're eating with a knife and fork. Obviously no bun because carbs are the devil. No sauce, no sides, just a dog on a plate and eating it like the dainty little bitches that they are, one bite at a time. And Lisa going, you know, at once, twice a year, I, I, I can do a good hot dog, yeah. And Erica agreeing, and I was just like, a bitch, please. There was a period in my life when I got back to Australia from Italy for a few months, And that first week, like Italian food obviously is the best of the best, but it's so good that sometimes you just want like to stuff your arteries with shit. So when I got home, all I wanted was like plastic cheese and like tinned food and pies and shit I hadn't had in a year. So I lived, not even joking, one entire week of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eating hot dogs with mustard and sauce. And buns, because I'm not fucking anorexic Lisa Rinna. But I was just like, oh my god. That was, like, at least three hot dogs a day, at least, for seven days straight. Look, I was not well by the end of it, and I probably won't ever be able to see a hot dog again, but... It was an important time in my life. And so when I hear things like that, I'm like, girl, bye. Like, just eat a fucking hot dog and enjoy it. I hate that shit. But also, it's hilarious. And it's why I watch this show. So next week, oh, this season, I guess, we had this sort of big recap or, you know, what's coming for the future. What do you say? How do you say that? Decap? No. Okay. We're going to get Brandy. We're going to get Kim. We're going to get blonde Lisa Rinna. We're going to get more Camille. Yes! We get Lisa Unleashed. I am so fucking pumped for this season. I cannot even tell you. I am, yeah, I'm beyond excited. So if you want to um, jump on the bandwagon with me, check me out on all the socials. Mostly just Insta is where I'm going to be um, promoting the new outcoming episodes. And look, I'm, I'm still, um, I said this last week, I'm still kind of not sure on a specific day that I do releases and stuff because it's just a bit complicated because I'm moving around so much at the moment with um, the travel. So I never exactly know where I'm going to be able to record and where I'm going to have Wi-Fi and stuff. So, but I do tend to release an episode a week at least So if you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, you will be able to at least get a notification um, when the new episodes come out rather than having to go back and look every time. So um, that would be probably the best way to do that. Otherwise, the Insta handle is at reality TV and me. I'm Kirsten Moore 
And I have a Facebook as well. It's mostly for my music, but I do post when the new episodes come out there as well. Um, and that is facebook.com slash Kirsty with a Y, more music. And more is double O. Kirsty, more music. Um, what else? I'm a writer. I write for a, a personal blog. I write about mental illness. I mentioned earlier I have bipolar. Um, I write about my experience with cancer. I write about um, loss. So this episode kind of covered all of that shit. Um, so, you know, it's fun times. I try and make it as accessible as possible while still being real about, you know, the struggles of it all. Um, and that is called Gutter Glitter. G-U-T-T-E-R-G-L-I-T-T-E-R. Yeah, don't make me spell. I was held back, almost held back. I had to do special classes for spelling. So spelling out loud, I find really difficult. But as a writer, um, spell check is my best friend. I think it's some kind of dyslexia thing, but I don't need any more diagnoses. So please and thank you. Don't report that. Um, yeah, gutterglitter.com. And what else? I'll put all those links in the... Um, the information, the details of this pod. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening as always and keep up with me on the socials. I will do um, New Jersey and VP and a pomp next time. Okay, bye. I love you. (laughs)